25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, baby! Hour two of the show, off and running in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. You can tell there's been some time off. Because, frankly, I pulled all kinds of stunts with the streaming stuff earlier today when we started hour one. Number one, I never even clicked start. On the uh, Periscope stream for hour number one. So it did not stream. Hour one did not stream or appear on Periscope Twitter. Also, I was streaming it on Facebook, and I didn't have the microphone plugged in. So they couldn't hear anything, hardly, for the first half of that hour. (laughs) So it took me an hour back into the first full week, I guess, here of the new year for me to finally get this right. So everybody's streaming. The good news is, though, because Roger runs the show on the radio, see, I'm, I'm fooling with all this other stuff, but because we are in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, then to everybody listening on the Zone 105.9 and online at thezone1059.com, there were no issues. <laughs> Roger, and this is my first chance to tell you Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, you too, man. I Miss Friday's big show. Hey, I did that. Did you fire off a bunch of fireworks and stuff? And bottle rockets? Nah. Nah. I wish. That sounds fun, but uh, I live in Ridgeland, and they will come and shut you down. They'll come and get you, <laughs> won't they? Yeah, man, they will. That's right. Well, okay. We had fireworks in our heart. Yes. Fireworks in our heart. Welcome into the show, hour number two. If you are watching on Facebook, hey! Feel free to comment. I'll try to get into some of those here in hour two since I fouled it up in hour one. Thanks for tuning in. Also, text the show. There's plenty on the text line, I assure you, uh, to last us this entire hour. Good stuff. People asking questions and good hearty comments. (laughs) So I'm going to get to some of that, I promise you. Uh, I probably do need to pour some more coffee. I'm getting hoarse again. It's just... Maybe that's a placebo effect for me. I just think coffee cures everything from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Plug! And uh, so feel free to text the show at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Call me, though. I love to hear your voice. Like uh, many, many of the callers that we had in our number one on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. Right here at home, Divinity Equipment. Check them out online, DiviniEquipment.com. Let's start off on the text line, shall we? Five minutes of that, and then I'm going to recap thoughts on the coaching search from hour one. And there is news we haven't gotten to. Tua is going to the NFL. Willie Gay is 
Gone. He gone to the NFL. Nick on the text Go. line says, Add a boy, Roger. I don't even throw that in there. <laughs> Nick on the text line says, Last thing State needs is another guy to come in and have to install an offense that doesn't work. Didn't they just do that? Well, I mean, any coach got to install the offense. You just have to. And I think you're talking about Mike Leach, right? We were back there talking about Mike Leach. Ghost text. No, this is AJ in Alabama says, Todd Grantham. Yes and yes. The Jackson Mayo man says, Matt, who of the two leading candidates you talked about? I talked about Steve Sarkeesian and Joe Judge. You said who of the two leading candidates you talked about? Who would you hire if they were available? And why the one over the other? Since we're going to go total hypothetical right here, Mr. Mailman. As I said in hour one, I I just get the feeling, the gist that that right now, as of today, it's the 6th of January, that right now, as of today, uh, Joe Judge and Steve Sarkeesian, they just seem and feel to be kind of elevating. And if it were me, I think I would go with Joe Judge. There's just, you know, a guy that is going to be in the office day-to-day handling the discipline of an NFL football team, handling the practice schedule of an NFL football team, which Joe Judge does, coordinating one of the three phases for the NFL football team, which Joe Judge does. They're pretty much lead talent evaluator in terms of bringing information back to Bill Belichick ahead of the draft. That's been Joe Judge. I'm not exaggerating that. That's a fact. Played at Mississippi State. The guy's brilliant. I told you this in hour one. If you didn't know this, Joe Judge applied to three places, um, three colleges, coming out of high school, applied to three, three colleges. The Naval Academy, accepted. Harvard, accepted. And Mississippi State, because Jackie Sherrill gave him a chance to walk on the football team and be a deep snapper. That's a fact. And, you know, he spent three seasons basically, well, not basically, coordinating and running the special teams for Nick Saban and Alabama on two national title teams. And then, let's see, so 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and now 19. Eight years coordinating special teams and working his way up into all these roles under Bill Belichick uh, with the Patriots. Um, I just think I would go with Joe Judge. That's me. Ronnie on the Divinity Equipment phone line listening in Kentucky. He's a little ways from here. I bet it's nice and cool in Kentucky today, isn't it, Ronnie? Uh, it's nice and warm. Really? It's nice and warm. I thought it was cold. Hey, well, no, not here. It's, you know, it's, it's 60 degrees. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I hear you. I, I, put my, I put my picks out who I wanted last week when, when all this stuff started. And I had uh, 
I had Judge Venables and a Pickle on man. Yeah. Okay. And I, I felt I, I felt like I felt like either one of them three would be a top notch, not top notch pick. And the reason I say that I think Judge would be a good because he's already he's already been around Saban, so he know he know he's got to know something about recruiting. Right. And, and from what from what I'm understanding, and I may be wrong, but uh, if if he comes to state, he's already got people that he's wanting to bring with him. Sure, that's right. So I, I think that I think that would be a hey. A and Ronnie, here's the other thing about Joe Judge <laughs> is that I think you can't. I think this is a factor that you have to consider the the idea. Well, the fact in this case that so many former players, including all these guys in the NFL, are very supportive of Joe Judge too, and that goes a long way. That's something that you have to consider also. But, but you you got to also look at it too. He he already knows how how to run the system, and he's done work up under Saban and Belichick. All this time, and you know the man's gonna get a get a coaching opportunity for a long. Anyway. That's right. Well, and hey, look, look, and, and and I need to say this too, Ronnie, so that everybody is clear on this. Ronnie, he is interviewing today, according to reports in New York. Joe Judge is interviewing today for the head coaching job for the New York Giants. There are three interviews scheduled today for the Giants. Joe Judge, Matt Rule. Isn't he also interviewing for uh, uh, Cleveland or something too? Well, he may have, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. But, but today for the Giants, it's Joe Judge, Matt Rule, and Josh McDaniels. You know, everybody, we all assume that the Giants are going to hire somebody else, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, so we got to wait on that I, I and like see. Judge. I like Judge, and I also like Pickle. Yeah. Pickle's been through it, through it too, and he knows the ins and outs of it. But yeah. the only problem you have, have with him is do, do you think do you think he would be able to come into the SEC and, 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 and put put together a good coaching staff? And, and that's another thing, too. Is State willing to fork out the money for you know, for, that they need to, to make this a, a success? You know, that, that worries me, too. But yeah. I, I just hope I just hope Cohen pulls out a good one. I, I really do, and I and everybody thought the Moorhead was going to be the good one. And hell, you know, I, I I thought it myself, but good lord, after two years of football and watching that team, just, just your, your everything that Mullen had built up just start falling backwards, man. It it it, it just uh, it. it I don't want to go through that. Ronnie, listen, I'm glad you said that. I want to throw something in there. I'm glad you said that, Ronnie. Um, And safe travels, too, and I appreciate you listening. Um, Look, it's just different. Things are different in 2020 than they were even in 2010, but certainly in 2000. It's just different. Nobody at state in a position of leadership anymore is sitting there with um, this idea, well, there's just certain things here we can't do. 
there's little o us and we can't really spend enough and we don't have this and we don't have that and let's just kind of yeah let's just manage it and cut our losses over here and they're just not looking at it that way and doggone I'm glad you know they're going to shoot their shot might as well to and and this idea that well you ought to be happy with this or you ought to be happy with that wins and losses are the number one priority in a football program yeah it ain't the only priority Okay, so there's got to be a direction there. There's got to be momentum. There's got to be a look of preparedness and readiness every single week of a 12-game schedule. And if it's not there, guess what? The money is there to give somebody a shot. Okay, let me go through some texts here. There's a lot of good stuff on the text line, 885-ESPN, 885-3776. Ghost Texter says, I don't believe Moorhead's performance on the field got him. It was discipline that cost him. Ghost Texter says, Joe gets MSU. That's my Joe Judge. He gets the culture, the pride in the state. Bulldog Bow in Memphis. What does this say? Love Coach Felker, the favorite son. Former great QB, but everyone remembers how that turned out. Same scenario with Matt Luke, favorite son. Capacity at Bama in 1990 was 70,123. Excuse me. I was making a point. I said 50,000. And the joke is, I've told you 8 million times not to exaggerate. Jeremy in San Antonio says, I would rather Cohen hire Brian Baker than Sark from Alabama. I think Sark's a good candidate. They run a... Division one run two division one programs as a head coach. Now they were both out west, but is now in two different stints as an assistant in the SEC at Alabama. Probably understands how things have to work. Good connections, all that kind of stuff. Hey, if you get Sarkeesian and Kiffin in the state, it'd be kind of funny, right? Uh Ghost Texture says, Joe Brady, I wish. Um I have it on. I have a source that's told me that there have been some conversations with Joe Brady. Now, nobody's saying that anything's really progressed too far down the road, but the idea that some contact has been made between the two parties, I think, is absolutely one hundred percent true. Norman on the text line says, "Matt, what about Grantham? I've missed a lot, but to me, he fits." Disciplined defensive coach who demands respect and would just need a smash-mouth offensive scheme, offensive coordinator, again, it fits us. You know, when I was talking about Grantham last week, I don't know that it was necessarily in the context of a head coach. I was thinking more just as an assistant, but if you can get him back somehow, some way, get Grantham back. Now, as a head coach, never been a head coach, but he has been assistant head coach at Georgia and other places. He's been everywhere, knows everybody. Old school. Fun and fast and aggressive practices, a lot of fun, fly around, hoot and holler, have a great time, mean when he has to be, knows everybody. I think Todd Grantham would be a great fit. I said it. You know, some people are going to go, well, he's never been a head coach and he doesn't necessarily look and sound like a head coach. Who cares? I do not care about that. JR says, hey, Matt, there are too many JRs texting in. I'm, uh, you can change mine to J Rock. All right, we'll work on that. We'll change you to J Rock. Uh, Bulldog Barney 
says, brother, you only read the first part. Thinking outside the box, what about a successful FCS like Signetti at uh, James Madison? People got to understand we are not going to land a successful standing Power 5 or Group of 5 head coach. Rick says, hey, Matt, sorry for the long text. Always appreciate your opinions. I like the idea of State going with a guy like Joe Judge. If Judge wasn't an alum, we wouldn't even be able to get an interview with a guy on an NFL head coaching path. That is a great point. He wants to coach there, potentially. Now, if the New York Giants offer you the head coaching job, you have to take it. Period. That's my opinion, and I'm sure it's the opinion of most everybody. All right, Will, who is uh, listening to the show in Aberdeen, South Dakota. It's got to be cold in South Dakota, Will. Am I right? Yeah, it's all relative, Matt. It's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a balmy thirty-one right okay. now. I think. So, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's almost flip flops and t-shirts up here. I guarantee to, you to the natives. I guarantee now, to you. Me, I'm still I'm still bundled up like it's like I live in the south. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Attaboy. it was uh, yeah. We, we did come home for Christmas and got to spend some time in in Mississippi and Water Valley and Greenville and all through there. So good deal. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I was in Nashville, but fortunately for me, I didn't go to the game. I left before that. Okay. You didn't miss anything. No, I watched it. That was painful enough. The only thing, the only good thing was the bourbon was already paid for up here. So (laughs) it uh, (laughs) made it a little easier to watch. I called back, I guess, after the egg bowl and before the 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 other one, the the uh, bowl game. And yeah, we were talking. I said, you know, I, as I, I walked on in '92 under Cheryl, um, and you know, I've been a state fan my entire life, and I I just thought that I was willing to give Moorhead another go. But the whole, I think the, the all the other stuff, and there was somebody that called in earlier and asked if or maybe texted in and said you know does this changing coaches hurt and i think that anybody that looked at the situation understands that that moorhead for the most part wasn't let go because of the on on the field stuff it was everything else i mean i don't think anybody was jumping up and down because we went six and six and beat the bears i mean but had we gone out there and taking care of business in the bowl game and you not had the Willie Gay Schrader incident, you not had all the guys miss the practice and all the other stuff. I just think that the inaction that Moorhead had as far as discipline goes led to the action that Cohen had to take. Right. And I agree one of your call was gonna call and say what one of your texters just said is look, I, you know, I'd never really even heard it judge other than you know watching games and recognizing the name when his name came up but i mean if if we can get a guy like that with that kind of resume that nfl guys are going after because the only reason we're going to have a shot at that guy is because he is an alumnus that's exactly right and listen will it is it is an absolute fact it is an absolute fact that if joe judge if if he weren't an, an alum, you probably don't have a shot. 
And it is an absolute fact that Joe Judge is rising up into NFL, you know, coordinator and head coaching jobs right away. And yeah, so it just it makes it. I just think it makes a ton of sense. Absolutely, and and you know, there's a lot of guys out there. I think that, you know, we've all been state fans for a while. Some of us longer than others, but I just got to believe Cohen's smart enough that. When he pulled the trigger, he had he had his list. He had already reached out to folks. He knew who his, you know, he knew he had four or five candidates that were going to take the job if it was offered to them. And I just I think it's just the the process of checking all the boxes. So yeah. Uh, hey, Will, I'm excited. I mean, I think that I, I hate it happened. I wish Moorhead could have worked, but uh, it didn't. And so let's let's. Let's tee it back up and go get somebody and take care of business next year. Man, I appreciate the phone call, Will, and appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. All right, bud. Take care. All right. You too. Will, listening in South Dakota. Yeah, the stuff with Coach Moorhead, it's no one thing. It just, everything compiles. It builds up. I had a boat one time, my first boat that I fished tournaments out of 16, 17 years ago. Well, before that. And it started having issues, and it, I, I eventually got rid of it. I, I just had to get rid of it and do something else, even though it cost me money. I just had to because it wasn't that it just one thing with the engine. It had a 200-horsepower you know, uh, Mercury engine on it. It wasn't just that. It was another thing, and it was another issue, and it was another – and a whole bunch of stuff. Finally, I said, I got to get rid of it. <laughs> people aren't boats, but it's just an analogy, people. All right, rolling along an hour or two. Stick around. Where to start? Where to start? Still got a ways to go here in hour number two of the show. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. You know, I just hope that they get a coach where you can have some cool kind of a handle like, you know, lane train. Lane train, yeah. Yeah, we got, we got, you know, I like, you know, MSU needs something like that. Well, let's see. Sark rhymes with bark. By the way, I heard he was really interested in the job because we have uh, alcohol in the stadium. Oh, is that right? Boom, boom. Really funny, Roger. Real funny. (laughs) You just couldn't hold off on that, could you? You couldn't even wait, let him be hired first. He was a little concerned about the light part of the wine, but. But it does rhyme with bark. Sark rhymes with bark. And there's Sark all kinds bark. of stuff, cool stuff you I, can do. Oh, I see what you're doing there. You okay. see what I'm saying? Bulldog bark. Yeah. 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 Sark bark. <laughs> Roger, we could come, he could come up with like a his own line of beef jerky, put a bulldog on it, call it Sark bark. <laughs> or, or chocolate. Uh, there you go. Chocolate, yeah. Chocolate bark. Chocolate bark, yeah. Sark. Judge. There's all kinds of stuff you could do with judge. Lightly flavored with bourbon. Um, you know, like you have a press conference and somebody in the back goes, all rise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Get this thing. Get this wagon back on the tracks, man. 
Back up on the high road. Chad on the text line says, Matt, so Joe, uh, Joe Judge chose Mississippi State over the Naval Academy and Harvard? Yep, I'm all in. That's what I, That's my understanding is he goes to State because he wanted to have a chance to play big-time football. And the only place he was going to give him a chance, Mississippi State and Jackie Sherrill. The other two, Harvard, accepted. Naval Academy, accepted. The guy's brilliant. All right. Let's see here. Ghost Texter says, Grantham is my choice. Chuck Knoll said defense wins championships and offense sells tickets. I'll tell you this. You can have all the receivers in the passing game you want to have, but you better have everything else to go with it. What about LSU, Matt? I know. Look at them. Run the ball. Who was the major cog, the the difference maker in LSU's game and their win over Alabama? They threw it all over the field, so did Alabama. The major difference? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire behind that offensive line. Yeah, well, LSU's defense hasn't set the woods on fire. Well, fire-breathing NFL pass-rushing defensive end, fire-breathing middle linebacker, really good up front with a defensive-minded head coach. Alabama didn't have those things this year. Now, they got the best receivers in the country, and they're sitting their butt at home right now. It ain't just about offense. As a matter of fact, in the SEC, it starts on the line of scrimmage. If my team in the SEC, if my team has offensive and defensive linemen who are just simply tough enough, good enough and tough enough that for four quarters they just simply will not let you beat them, then we are going to win. I can be great at quarterback. I can be average. And guess what? We're going to win because of the big guys. If you don't have them, you're going to lose because of the big guys. The difference makers are on the line of scrimmage. All the rest of it's dessert. The meat and potatoes spell the wins and losses. The real Brian on the text line says, Hey, Matt, I think Gene Chizik is a dark horse. Look, I've said it before. I think if you get Gene, somebody's going to hire him. And I think they're going to get a really good coach in Gene Chizik. Mistakes, it helps you. I like the guy. I think he's got his head screwed on straight. His heart, he, he has that going for him. He does know how to recruit. He's been through it. But... Whoever hires him is not going to win a press conference by hiring Gene Chizik. If you hire him, you know that ahead of time. That's the way it is. Bulldog Blitz. Brady would just be another Moorhead type of hire. We don't know how well he can run a program at this level. That's that's the only thing about Joe Brady. Now, he's gone in there alongside Innsminger with a program run by Orgeron with all these great players at LSU, and he has injected this passing game, but he's been there for, what, seven months, eight months? It's just too early for as good as he is and as great as Joe Brady is going to be. Joe Brady is going to be great, but he's just not far enough along into it yet for people to come along and hand their program over to him. That's it. Barney. What does Barney say, right? Oh, we already read that, Barney. Thank you. Got it. 
Uh, Rick on the text line says, Matt, you missed the second part. Apparently I haven't read everybody's first and second part of their text. It's really hard to do that on the long one, so just forgive me. I'm not saying don't send a log text. I'm just saying it's hard because I'm trying to you know, get through because there's so many. I, I want to try to be fair to everybody if I can. You said uh, you like the idea of going with the homegrown talent when the opportunity is there. I think it is a unique way to balance our shortcomings that scare off other coaches. SEC West, small town, school uh, being seen as a stepping stone, etc. If the coach is talented, works hard, hires great staff, there's huge upside. Thanks for the great show. And Rick, thank you for the clarification and the rest of your text. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona says, but the only reason we're looking at him is because he's an alum. That's what folks were saying yesterday. Well, Jason, what I would say is the people that are saying that or were saying that just don't know. There's a lot of people who say and type and tweet and post a lot of things during coaching searches. Very, very few of them know anything at all. And exactly none of us know everything. Ernest says, here comes the judge. <laughs> what are they talking about? Like I have an ulterior motive. Uh, ulterior motive? I don't know. Here comes the, hey, when, uh, about the judge. I want to get, if they hire Joe Judge. I know to you, I may look old. Hope this statement ain't too bold, but here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. That's from Laugh-In, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Laugh-In. Gosh, you talk about funny. Hey, and there's another, that song from Jerry Reed, When You're Hot, You're Hot, When You're Not, You're Not. I'm going to try a little bit of your honor on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try a little bit of your honor on. And at the end of it, he says, he says, oh, judge, oh, judge. <laughs> We're going to have to look that one up, too. <clears throat> one of my favorite Bill Dance episodes of all time is when he took Jerry Reed fishing. It oh, was God. fantastic. That guy's funny. Uh, Ghost Texture says, if Judge becomes a head coach, student section dresses up as old-timey judges with the white hair. Have a gavel giveaway. <laughs> people are running with this, man. <laughs> hey, look, people are so funny. They come up with the best stuff. Uh, Joe Pesci says, where is he getting his Ph.D. at? Between the A and the T, Joe, me ending that sentence in a preposition? I don't even have a PhD, and I know that. Uh, Eric says if Sark gets the job instead of Stark Vegas, it'll be Sark Vegas. Oh, good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Will in South Dakota says Judgment Day. Uh, Ghost Texture says Sarkeesian is Cher's last name. Maybe he could get cousin Sherilyn to perform Super Bowl Dog Weekend. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's your 80. <laughs> if I could turn back time, has never been more appropriate, has it, Roger? No, you're right. <laughs> how, about my, best. <laughs> how about my share impression? You, you okay with that? You just got to put your tongue in your cheek and get after it. <laughs> put your tongue in your cheek and get after it. <clears throat> my cheeks are hurting. I've been smiling this whole segment. Fighting you off. Would a, use the one song she used auto tune on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm fighting off a headache today, but this is all really helping me. Look, last week on the air, my mom sent me a text, Roger, and it says, "I can tell you don't feel good. I can see it in your eyes. I felt fine. Today's the day I don't that. feel good, Mom. <laughs> all right, we'll finish it up next. Y'all stick around.
back on the show. In the Farm Bureau studio, connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire. Customer inspired. I mentioned this in the first hour. I want you to know about it. C Spire is unveiling something that is truly unique, innovative. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, not quite like this. And it's the perfect time of year. It's not getting a free phone either. But it is using your phone. It is the C Spire Health app. Read about it. Sign up. CSpireHealth.com. Here's what you'll do. You're going to put an app on your phone, the C Spire Health app. And when you have a minor health issue, we're not talking about major. And we're not talking about chest pains. We're not talking about you have a broken leg. You go to the emergency room. Minor stuff. Ailments. Instead of, you know, you get in your car, you drive 30 minutes, then you sit in a doctor's office for an hour, or worse, you just go to the emergency room because it's the only thing you have near you. People say that about 70% of emergency room visits are unnecessary anyway. You open the app, the C Spire Health app on your phone. If you're signed up, you click it, and you are video chatting, live video chats like FaceTime or Skype. You're live video chatting with a medical professional at University Medical Center in Jackson. Nurse practitioner, doctor, yes, on your phone, without leaving wherever you are. Click, and you are talking to a medical professional. And if you need more, they can tell you. That's right. If they need, if you need to go elsewhere. if But in a lot of cases, they can help you and may even be able to diagnose you and prescribe what you need right there. If your copay is lower than mine, listen, Roger, it's, it's lower than mine. If you're a C Spire customer, your copay is twenty nine dollars for those visits on that. It's incredible. So think about people in rural areas, Roger. Absolutely. You know who are in order to see a doctor, or get in their car and drive in forty five minutes, thirty minutes, sitting in a doctor's right. office for an hour. Yeah. So they're older folks who may not have transportation. Hey, know. I'm I'm serious. A, a widow. Who, you know, she has a car that, you know, and maybe her son or her daughter or, her, you know, whatever, they live a few miles away and they're at work. You put it on the phone, click, and you're talking to a medical professional right there. It truly is innovative. I hope you'll try it out and then kind of let me know how it goes. All right. This is the part of the show where we turn over the show to Chicken Hawk, and he, for about five minutes, just goes on and on and on. <laughs> well, well, but first off, before I really get started, see, me and Roger had a regular conversation, so I got to metamorphosize back into Chicken Hawk. You okay. think Jake can handle that word, metamorphosize? I would love to hear him try. Please call his a- show and get him to say that. I will, I will, you know I will. But look at here, uh, before you get me sideways like you generally do, uh, I've got to get back into my chicken hawk mode. I don't forget what I called for. Now, the like, uh, anyway, that gum, you boy, look at here, uh, uh, you've done a heck of a sales job on Judge. You really did. But look now, uh, here's the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm a grand, I think grandson would be the better bet. But now, here's why. We done wasted two years on somebody that never has been a head coach, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, everybody's got to get their start. 
Well, I'm, you know, and I'm not going to be like the rest of these crackerheads out there squalling and falling and faking. I know what, right now, hold on, let me hold on to that thought, because it just, just came back in. Hold on to it. Oh, uh, when you were talk, talking about sharing, you can turn back time. Now, see, that sounds more like it. Hey, find a good. way. But <laughs> well, look here, brother. Please, please don't put none of them. Please, you ain't, you like me. You, uh. Fluffy bottom, say he got a fluffy bottom. I got a fluffy butt and a fluffy gut. Hey, so, do you follow uh, do you follow Fluffy on Twitter? I don't do that tweeting, man. I should because tweet a tweet. Well, good. You, I'm glad you don't because I I caught Fluffy putting some profane stuff on Twitter the other day. I don't know if he got hacked or if he was, you know, he's he's floating over to this side of society where you have to say bad words in order to be cool, you know. That's, 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 you don't have to. Look at Jerry Clark. You're the prime example. Look at our man, Jerry. Absolutely. That is the funniest dude in the whole history of this world, and the man never cussed. Hey, you know, a real good Christian man never cussed and would just make you wee-wee on yourself. Hey, and, you let, me, and let me tell you something, Chicken Hawk. Jerry Clower, and there's recorded tape of it out there. You can find it on YouTube. Jerry Clower could have been an, an evangelical pastor had he wanted to. And I saw once where he gave his testimony. And right. you talk about praising Jesus and spreading the gospel. He laid it on him. Well, here's the thing right here. I, I, I always I tell, try to tell people, and I wrote on my heart. You're supposed to write a bunch of stuff on your heart when you're born again. But when I when I became born again to give my life to Jesus, one thing I I wrote on my heart, and it's becoming more prevalent nowadays that you need to hold on to this than ever. Jesus said, if you deny me to man, I'll deny you to the Father. Oh, my and goodness. And I don't want Jesus to, yeah, I don't want Jesus to deny me, brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. If that but, if that doesn't send a cold chill down your back, then you need to check your oil. That's the way, hey, that's the way I, I mean, I, look, when I first got saved started reading the Word, that scripture right there come up. And the Holy Spirit convicted me, and I shared that scripture along with a lot of stuff. Because, I look, the devil had me for the first 40 years of my life. I'll be 60 in uh, April. So I got, I, I'm coming up on starting my 20th year of February the 17th for serving Jesus. I had a crooked path. I've got off and got back on, you know, but praise God, I ain't never gave up. The main thing, he don't never throw away nobody that's his. That's he right. He says in the Bible, he only throws one away, and that was joke never was his. And the oldest one he ever lost, it didn't really lost it. It wasn't his skin with it was old Jesus. But now listen, this here right quick, because you're going to get to the end of time and my segment's going to be over. And <laughs> uh, I got to start off. This, yeah, I got to start off. I think I off didn't take the day. first segment. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen, man, I got to get my paycheck, this first paycheck of the first year, because y'all, you know, I was out for them three months sick. But please don't put that image back in my head. I'm going to have to go home and look at Lou Bell. She's the doggone pretty. And I've got to get this image of you wearing sheriff's clothes. You know, because <laughs> i got to get that image up out of my head. Hey, y'all have a happy year. And I, oh, yeah, I forgot one thing. On the Chickenese calendar this year, you know how they have a year to monkey the dog. Mm-hmm. This year on the Chickenese calendar, this is the year of the hawk, the chicken hawk. Okay. Check it out. On the Chickenese calendar, go look on. There you go. Hail State. Chicken Hawk is out. We got the gospel. We got his testimony. And we got the Chickenese calendar. (laughs) 
All in one phone call, baby. <laughs> Doing more with less. <clears throat> That's what I'm talking about. Hey, look here. All right. Uh, Ghost Texter says, when they beat somebody, they can say that you got judged. By the way, you can call me Cowbell on the text line. All right, so that's from Cowbell. D. Manning says, why would an NFL guy that's getting looks as an NFL head coach come to MSU? Well, D. Manning, we believe that the reason is because he played at Mississippi State and wants to coach there. It's his alma mater, and it's the, really, it's the only – shot that state would have to hire a guy like that let's see here tuned back in today and got another two hours of the mississippi state show he says you can be better matt try it well that's from number three well what should coach man well what should we have talked about we talked about old miss when they were looking for their coach a lot oh yeah pretty much all day every day Let's see. Reservoir Dog. Did something happened up there that we missed? <laughs> <laughs> well, not much. I mean, they hired some assistants. How'd they do in their bowl game? Yeah. Sorry, Boy, the basketball been. team really took it on the chin the other day. Played a really good Wichita State team on the road. State got whipped at home by Auburn. Ouch. Basketball is kind of... <laughs> we'll see if it gets better. Reservoir Dog says, hey, Matt. I agreed with Joe's dismissal, but I really like the guy and certainly wish him the best. Do you have any idea what might be next for him? Thanks in advance. I am the same way, man. I like Joe. And mark my words, he's going to be big time. It's just, you know, a winding path to get there for him. This is not a roadblock. It's just a bump in the road for him. You think people will look back and what, what were we thinking? I'll make a prediction for you. If Mississippi State hires Steve Sarkeesian as the head coach, Joe Moorhead will be Alabama's offensive coordinator. Hmm. Run tell that. Yep. Bulldog Barney says, Moorhead was a head coach at Fordham. Everyone forgets that. That's right. Res Dog says, there can't be a reservoir dog. I'm the only res dog. Oh, Lord. Here we go. We got people fighting on the text line over their name. The real res dog. I'm the real res dog. And let's see here. Jason said number three, who was critical, is full of number two. (laughs) (laughs) That boy, Jason. Text of the day. Text of the day happens to be the last one of the day. All right. We are out. Thanks for everybody who's watched online, on Twitter, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Get the podcast posted with links coming up. Thanks to Roger for making it happen on the radio, 105.9 The Zone, tomorrow, same time, same place. See y'all then in the Farm Bureau studios. See ya! You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.